Hello, hello. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom podcast. Guys, this week we have our favorite guy back. Darren is here again, and we are diving into a conversation that we have wanted to have for a very long time, but we honestly just have not found the time to sit down and record it. At the time of recording, we are on lockdown in Ontario. We have been on lockdown, I would say, I feel like, I don't know, 100 weeks or so. <laughs> just joking. It's been, I think, three or four, but it feels like forever. The kids are doing school from home. We have a renovation happening. It is like just pure chaos around here. So finding time alone is tricky, but we made it happen today. And I'm just pumped to share this conversation with you. Now, in this episode, we are going to address highly requested topic. And we're talking about how we run our home the roles we play, how we make decisions, finances, paying bills, who does what, how we handle things with the kids, all the fun things that no one really talks about before they get married, but that really need to be talked about. And I think a lot of the conflict and the stress and resentment, especially in blended families and step families, comes from not getting clear on how you're going to run your home before you decide to build a life together. Because two people can be very much in love and committed to life together and have very different ideas and values around roles and responsibilities within the home, especially when it's a second marriage and there's kids involved. So it's so important to have these conversations. And I really hope that by listening to this podcast episode, you're inspired to go back to your partner and have conversations and just a little check-in about how things are going in your household, because it's never too late to have these conversations. Darren and I, as we talk about in this episode, we check in with each other about how things are going on a regular basis. And we are always going back to the drawing board and seeing if there's ways that we can do things better. Now, before we dive into this episode, if you enjoy these podcast episodes with Darren, and if you are craving more real talk and perhaps a raw more raw, raw, I don't know what the word is there, but a more raw or rawer version of the things that we say in these episodes, we have unfiltered bonus episodes in my membership, the exclusive stepmom community. So we recently did a tell all podcast about how 2020 really went for us, our co-parenting relationship, parenting struggles, co-parenting stress, legal battles, our wins, um, how we showed up for each other in our relationship uh, we have done episodes on our thoughts on the legal system and the child support system and how to deal with the unfairness. There's been some tell-all Q&As where we don't hold anything back when you guys submit your questions. And uh, yeah, honestly, it's just such a real safe space to take these conversations that we're having on the podcast to the next level. So members of this membership don't just get these podcast episodes. There are also interviews with experts, live Q&As. There's a private forum where you can connect with stepmoms from all over the world and get individualized support from me. There's discounts on coaching, access to my online magazine, the Stepmom Exclusive. It's just this place where you can go for coaching, support, and connection when you feel like you're really struggling in this role because guys... My goal here is to help you thrive and to live a kick-ass life amongst the extra stress. And we all know there is a lot of extra stress when it comes to being a stepmom. So it's $11.99 a month. It's the safe place. I love it. I love connecting with you guys in it. So would love to have you be a part of it. You can check it out, www.jamiescrimshire.com forward slash membership. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can touch base in the forum. But uh, for now, let's just dive into this episode with Darren. 
I can't wait for you to hear it. Let's do this. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm Jamie Scrimger, wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, conversation opener, and BS caller. Seven years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a glass of wine, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But as a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I was in over my head. When I went to the internet for support, I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support that I was looking for. Raw and real conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But each week I'll bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to help you thrive amongst the tough stuff in life. My goal is to inspire you to live your version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. All right, Darren, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Our favorite guest, our favorite guest. All right, so we're going to dive right into it today. We're going to talk about how we run our blended family. I think to start, I would say we have pretty traditional roles. Would you agree in how we run things? Kind of, but I don't think we have traditional roles in the sense of the 1950s. No, but... Hi, honey, I'm home. Where's the paper and my cocktail? We no. don't have that. Not at all. Hell no. Never would I do that. I do a lot of running around as soon as I roll in and do... So I think it's... True, true. I would say, so in terms of how we run our home, I would say I basically look after the house, the domestic duties in the house. I'd say inside you do. I think I look after some of the financial duties, making sure bills are paid and outdoor stuff. And Yeah, we're going to get into all that. You know <laughs> what? Maybe what we should do is just go through and answer some of the questions because people basically... I asked on Instagram if anyone had any questions about how we run our home and everyone asked really great questions and it actually, all the questions cover all the things that we were going to talk about in the podcast anyway. So I feel like we could use those as some prompts. You in? I'm in. Alrighty. So the first question, and there were a lot of questions that were the same, but how do you divide up household stuff, cleaning, paying bills, kids chores, who handles all of that? Okay, so finances. Let's start with finances. You handle finances, realistically. Yeah, I think we, we have discussions over budget and what we're going to spend from that side. But I think day-to-day -day -day bills and stuff, I, I look after those, make sure everything's paid, make sure that we uh, look after our property taxes, insurance, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I have about zero idea on that. Actually, that reminds me where we're going to do that binder just in case anything ever happened to outline exactly how to handle all of that. Because realistically, <laughs> I don't... No, I, uh, that's that's something I just take care of. Yeah, I don't think about that. But we do have conversations about finances. Like, And if I wanted to know things, you would tell me. It's not like it's you take care of everything and I don't get to know. Like, I know everything, um, but I don't take care of... You know everything, and we've had these discussions where you're like, okay, show me everything. And then we sit down and you're not interested after 10 minutes. Yeah. I, I don't think it's your thing. It's just, it's just not my thing. <laughs> I start showing you and then you're like, okay, that's great. Just put that somewhere. And then it disappears. Yeah. Into a file. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not into knowing the nitty gritty. I don't, I'm, and I'm not into budgeting. Like you're definitely way better at budgeting. I'm more of a, 
we'll just figure it out. I will spend it and then figure it out. And you're. Yeah. And I'm like, you have to have it before you spend it. Yeah. I'm like money mindset. I'm like, you know what? We'll figure it out. We're problem solvers. (laughs) We'll just, we'll find it somewhere. And that's not how you, so it's actually probably a really good thing that you run the money. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) However, in terms of like sending e-transfers, that's always on me. Like I pay people through the e-transfers. Like I'll send the child support. I'll send all of the, like I'll pay the cleaning lady and the babysitter and like all of that kind of stuff. But you do the bills. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're just more techie. It's quicker for you to go on than me. I don't know. I just, those little things, mm-hmm. you, you can whip them off in two seconds. Whereas me, I've got to write it down and then track it. And- yeah. You need to have it printed out for you to send an e-transfer. <laughs> it, dro- it drives me insane. All right. So household stuff, I definitely take care of household stuff in terms of making sure there's laundry clean and like the kids have clothes and boots and winter hats and all of that kind of stuff. I know when people need things. So I take care of that for all of the kids, mind you, as they've gotten older, they'll just be like, dad, I need this. And if you guys are out, you'll just grab it. Yeah. I think it's changed somewhat because of age, because Mm -hmm. they'll want something or yeah. Just say, Hey dad, my, you know, I've grown, my pants are getting short. Okay. Let's go to the mall and I'll grab them two or three pairs of pants because we're out. Mm -hmm. Or you will order some stuff online. They'll, they'll come to you. I think it just depends on you know, when they need it and what they need. Sometimes, sometimes you're proactive on it. I'm definitely reactive. Yeah. I'm definitely proactive, but I really do enjoy online shopping and picking out clothes for the kids. So, and I don't really care about it. Yeah. I want them to look nice, but (laughs) yeah, no, for sure. Okay. So you manage the investments, paying the bills, the budgeting, the finances. I look after the household stuff making sure we have everything for the kids, that kind of thing. Now let's be really honest. We do have a, we're really big on outsourcing. So I think we should talk about this because that's actually a really good strategy that we have. So yes, I take care of the house. However, I also do have, we have a house cleaner who comes in, Kim, who is my favorite person in the entire world. So we have a, um, how would you talk about the benefit of outsourcing? Like we both well, run businesses, we're super busy and it's about looking at what your rate is per hour and what's the value of your time. And sometimes it's actually a good decision to see if you can outsource things. Yeah. I mean, we outsource certain things, but you know, we still, cook all our meals and do our dishes and, and neaten up and all that stuff. But I think what with both of us working, it's hard sometimes to do the big, some of the bigger housekeeping details, you know, even outside I'm in charge of the outside, but they're, you know, they're just with the size of our lawn and, and stuff. I still cut lawn maybe an hour or two a week, but we also have some help on that because sometimes I can't get to it. And, yeah, I think we're big on outsourcing and looking at our time and saying, okay, you know what, we're working, we can work and it's worth us to have somebody give us a hand mm-hmm. to, to keep, keep the wheels spinning in our, our businesses. Yeah. So how much is your hourly rate or how much is your time worth? And then looking at different ways that you can outsource there. And obviously 
that just comes in time. But I think it's really interesting to look at that because sometimes you can get caught up being like, well, I can do that myself or I can do that myself. But sometimes it's better to say, okay, what's my time worth and how can I outsource this and use my time in a better way to move the needle for our businesses and for our family and all of that. So we do have some help. So we have Kim who is like, again, my favorite person in the whole world. She comes and helps with the deep cleaning. um, And we do have someone help out with the lawn. So it's not all on us. Yeah. And I mean, we still, we get our mulch and put our mulch down and we do, we do a lot of the work and we enjoy it. It's just sometimes we get so busy at times we just can't get certain things done. So I think that's our, our outsourcing is again, just looking at it, like we've said, relative to, Mm -hmm. you know, our business and when we need help. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and of course, yeah, the cost, I mean, if it's prohibitive, we can do it and it's cheaper and and take some time off work. I know people do that to do some of their own projects because it's going to save the money. That's fair enough. But for you and I, I'm not handy. No. And for me to take time off work is probably more beneficial to work and, and pay somebody to do that project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not handy and I'm not, um, I'm a good housekeeper, but it's, maybe I'm not that great, <laughs> like the deep cleaning and stuff. So, um, yeah, we definitely haven't, we outsourced that. So next question, how do you handle personal time and giving each other space? I think we're so good at this and we've gotten really good at this over the last couple of years. Yeah. I think we both allow, not allow it's, it's, we both recognize when the other person needs some space. I know a week or so ago, just with COVID and we've all been in the same house and, I'm literally never alone between on the phone with work and kids and entertaining. I just needed a couple of days. I was drained and and I just, you gave me a couple, couple days to mm-hmm. just kind of work and chill. And it was great. And then I gave you a couple of days. I took Reese off your hands because you're dealing with, with Reese most of the time and her schooling. She's at that age where you, you have to really um, help coordinate at home schooling. Mm-hmm. So I think we're really good at recognizing that and and even some recreational stuff. We've been giving each other time to walk or work out. You know, the other night I took Reese tobogganing and you went for a big walk and then we got together. And mm-hmm. so I think we're getting better all the time instead of being mad at the other person for taking that time. I know that has happened to me in previous relationships where they're angry when you take time to yourself and they feel they're not getting it. We're very good at recognizing and making sure each of us gets time to ourselves or something that we enjoy to do. Yeah, for sure. And I think we can pick up on when each other needs that. So you can see when I'm getting kind of irritable and you're, you'll say, you know what, why don't I just like give you the night or why don't you just go upstairs tonight and don't worry about this stuff. Like I'll take care of it. Go, go read a book and take some time. Like we're really starting to notice when each other are getting triggered or when we're getting just overwhelmed and suggesting that the other person take that space too. Cause I think sometimes when life is busy or, you know, there's always something to do when you're running a house, if you're running a business, when you have kids, there's always something to do. But if you can look at the other person and give them permission to take that time, it is so much better for the vibe of your household and for your partnership and for how you guys show up as parents. It's, it goes a long, long way. And I think sometimes we feel guilty for taking that time but you shouldn't. Well, there's also the fear of even asking for that time. I know when I'm overwhelmed, sometimes you're overwhelmed at the same time, especially with COVID and everything and being at home. But now we're really starting to recognize that we're both overwhelmed. And that's where sometimes we're really good at saying, okay, hey, I need a a night or two. And I used to have a fear of asking that. I would be, I know you're probably at your wits end because you sometimes do more of the 
stuff with uh, especially the younger kids. And I'd have a fear of even asking for that. Whereas now I'll say, you know what, I'm beat. I just need a night. I just want to lay and watch a movie or Mm -hmm. just take a a time out. And I think what's really important is to tell the other person when you're feeling a little depleted, because sometimes the other person doesn't know. And I remember one time I came downstairs and you were sitting on the couch and I was kind of giving you crap saying like, we have all of this stuff to do. And you just looked at me and said, Jamie, this was my week. This is where I'm at right now. This is where I'm at mentally. I need to sit on this couch right now. And I didn't know. So it's also super important and we're getting really good at it is if you're feeling that you need to just speak up and it needs to become this safe space to just share where you're at. Yeah. And I, and I, and I appreciate that, that you recognize that because, and, and I don't want to start something here, but sometimes the minute I would sit down um, and it even happens, like I'll come in, I've been running around taking the kids places and I'll come in and I know there's still a million things to do and I'll sit down and you'll be like, what are you doing? We got this, this, and this. And, and I'll be like, listen, I don't want to start a fight, but I'm sitting here for a half an hour. My day has not stopped since 6.30 this morning. It's now 7.30. I haven't stopped moving. I haven't stopped thinking. I haven't stopped talking to people. I need to sit down for a few minutes. And you've been better now at recognizing that instead of, you know, you're not saying much. <laughs> I'm just looking at you. <laughs> no, I you're better you're like, at, you're I don't better want to at, start you're, something. You're, no, you're, you, you come down and you say, what's your plan sometimes? And I know you have things that you want me to do when you say that. You say, I'm not even sure if that's how you word it, but I know I've been sitting down there, you know, relaxing with one of the kids or something. And it's a Saturday and we have lots of stuff we could be doing. And you'll come down and go, what's your plan today? And I know you've got something you want me to do. or And, and that's a nicer way to put it. What's your plan? And I'll say, well, I was really thinking of sitting here for an hour. Okay, well, then could you put up this shelf or could you do that? And that's a really nice way to do it. And yeah. I'll say, yeah, okay, I'll do it at 11. I'm just going to chill for a bit and I want to go for a jog or I, I want to go out and when I say what's things. our plan, I'm like, we have shit to do. What is your plan <laughs> on that? But I think what's also been, I've started to think about this a lot more is that we have different priorities in the house in terms of when we're relaxing and what we need and what we care about. So for me, I really like a super clean kitchen and it makes me wild when there are dishes piled up in the sink. You don't really care. Like that's not... That's not your thing. That can wait two hours and you can relax and then you can do the dishes later. Whereas in my mind, I'm like, these dishes need to get done, but that's on me. Like that's my values. That's my priorities. And I sometimes think that everyone else should feel the same way about all of that kind of stuff as I do when I'm the only one who really cares about the kitchen being like that. The dishes will eventually get done by someone. I hope do you, do you get what I'm saying here? Yeah. I, I, uh, I do understand. And, and I mean, I don't like a messy kitchen. I, there's lots of times, but but yeah, a few dishes in the sink doesn't, doesn't get me worked up. And yeah, if we've come in for lunch, had a quick lunch and rinse the dishes and put them in the sink, I don't think that's as big a deal if we're trying to get to do something and you want to do it in a certain time. And then, yeah, you know what, we'll come back and we'll do the dishes in a couple hours when we've, we've gone skating or, or whatever our plan was that day. Whereas you, you know, let's get it all cleaned up before we go. And then I'm thinking, well, we're losing valuable time to do yeah. this activity. You know, the dishes can wait. So we have different priorities on that. So that people have asked me, well, why do you just do the dishes? I feel like you're doing the dishes all the time. It's like, I'm the only one who gives a shit about the dishes and that's on me, right? Like right now, this is my priority. It's not someone else's. So instead of waiting for someone else to feel like it's time to do those or and it will get done, I would just rather do it myself. So we just have different different ways of relaxing. I like things to be done and then I'll relax and 
it's just different. So I think that's actually a really good take home that we've had. And it's been actually a game changer in COVID because there's a lot of dishes with a lot of people at home during COVID. And I've really thought about that being like, I'm the only one who cares. So I'm just going to do it. And I typically just do most of the dishes because I am the only one who really cares about them getting done in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Rambling about dishes, but yeah. that's kind of where we're at. When it comes to your stepkids, what are your roles? Is dad mostly in charge if he's around? No, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm mostly in charge. I think our house rules are our house rules. I think sometimes I'm the one who has to go and lay down the law. And I don't lay down the law anymore. Um, I did when they were kids. I would say when they were really young, I typically was running the house and making sure everything was done when, if you were at work and that kind of stuff. But now they're super independent. Like they're. Yeah. And you had to lay down the law when you've got, you know, a bunch of kids age five to 12, you know, you have to keep orderly discipline and, yeah. and keep the house in order. So whoever was there had to do it at that age. But as they got into being teenagers, they are more independent. And sometimes the stuff that you've got to lay the law down on is, is maybe bigger. It's, you know, um, keeping your room clean, not dishes in there, respecting our time coming in and making a lot of noise. And it's sometimes I address that just to, Mm -hmm. just to make it easier when I'm around. Well, yeah. And if, but if it's, if I'm the one who's here and something has to be done, like I have no problem saying that, but you definitely do the heavy disciplining when it comes to the kids or those heavy parenting conversations. Now there have definitely been times when I've said to them, look, this is, it is what it is. And you can deal with your dad about this later, but just so you know, like mm-hmm. this, this is just the reality of the situation. If you want to have a big, huge talk with your dad about it later, that's cool. But I'm just like providing you with the information and um, then that's been fine, right? Like they typically yeah. will get it then. They understand it. And then I come home and often I go in to say something. They're like, well, Jamie already talked to me about that. I know, you know. Yeah. Like, okay. But did you know, understand that that's so a we, punishable offense? Yeah. <laughs> so we, there's a really good article in, I think it's on my blog. It's by Mary T. Kelly, House Rules Versus Parenting. So I wouldn't say I do a lot of the parenting, but we have rules in this house and the expectation is that you follow them. Yeah, but also I think as the kids have matured and gotten older, you know, the other day we were doing course selection for one of the kids and you had some input on that. I was maybe short-sighted, you know, had blinders on on what I thought they should be doing. And I said, come on out and let's have a discussion. And you kept the discussion open so that I had more of an open mind and we did more listening. And I think that was a really good parent skill mm-hmm. to to help me and you kind of understood from their situation you know that hey they want to go in a different direction than what I always thought was the proper direction mm-hmm. and I think that was a good parenting skill and I think that's where we both actually parented that whole situation you were right there I was right there and we had a great conversation and it felt good everybody was happy afterwards instead of you know arguing over it and yeah no for sure I think you just have to decide what situation What's best for that situation? There really is no one size fits all approach. So it's like, okay, when it comes to being a stepmom, I think it's really important to say, is my involvement helping this situation or making it worse? Like, is it worth the time and energy right now? Or is it affecting the vibe of the household? Is the resistance here? So those are some questions that I like to ask myself when it comes to my involvement. Next question. How do you handle schedule changes and requests from the kid's mom? Does Darren check with you? Oh, well, usually I check with you yeah. fully on, on a schedule change because 
right now the kids are getting older, so it's a little easier for schedule changes. They, they can kind of come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they were younger, schedule changes really meant that yeah. there were more responsibilities for me. So if we yeah. had a schedule change during the week, I was doing the pickup and the drop off and the hockey and stuff like that, or getting them to hockey at least if you were working and doing the dinners and stuff. So it was more work on me. So you would consult me and just say, Hey, like, does this work for our schedule? Mm-hmm. But I do think it's important. I know that a lot of stepmoms, this is a total side by here, get really stuck on the schedule. I'm like, we need to stick to the schedule or schedule changes are a bit of a trigger for them. And I get it, honestly. I Especially if you have a high stress relationship with the ex or with your stepkids, the schedule changes can really put a wrench in things for you. But I think it's also important to remember that your partner did not have kids thinking that they would not be with their kids all the time. So if they can get extra time with their kids, they're going to want that. And that's a very natural thing to want to have that extra time and just kind of meet that with a little bit of grace and understanding and empathy, especially if you're, if you don't have your own children yet, um, or if you're never going to have your own children, just consider that. Cause I know that this does cause a lot of stress for stepmoms when they're, when they're, is that schedule change? Like it's natural to want your kids all the time. Like I think if you and I split, I would just be like, yeah, I will always take Reese. I would always want her with me. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a a big point that you do want to get as much time with the kids as possible. And we're starting to learn because we're further along in this. We're almost nine years together now. And what I've learned is you have your little arguments over Yes, there's more stress for you during that situation, but when people say it goes fast, it does go fast because we're now at a point where the kids are very independent. I mean, even when they come here, they want to go and do stuff with their friends and we don't get as much time with them. You know, they make their own lunch, their own snacks now. And it went really fast. So enjoy that time. Yeah, no, for sure. And if you don't enjoy that time, if you're a stepmom who is not enjoying that time, it will pass. Honestly, this is just a phase. Everything is just a phase and it will, it will pass. Okay. Do you schedule pickups, et cetera? We have no schedule for my stepdaughter and it drives me crazy. Who does the pickups and drop-offs from the older kids if they're at their mom's house? So when they were younger, we would do, sometimes I would do it. Sometimes you would do it. It really depended on schedules. But we always had a schedule and it got to the point. I agree with that. They need a schedule because it got to the point where we could have an argument uh, with my ex over who was driving them to or from because we didn't know. You know, I had done it three times or she had done it three times. And then all of a sudden there would be a fight. Now, I, I I typically didn't care. I would just want to drive. We aren't that far away. So it was not a big deal for me to go and, and get the kids. But it worked out really well when we did up one agreement and said, you know, the kids will be dropped off. Uh, the kids will be picked up. And who ha- who has to do that? Even on holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, it was very, very clear who to drop off and the pickup. And even when we had some distances, we tried to, I guess we tried to coordinate a, a meeting spot. You know, if we were up seeing my parents for Christmas, we would try and say, could we meet here? Mm-hmm. And it seemed to work. From, yeah, And it was in the agreement down to who's responsible for transferring belongings at the beginning of the week. What time is pickup and drop off? Who is doing the pickup? Who is doing the drop off? And I think there's even something in the agreement that says the parent who has the children in their care is responsible for whatever. I don't even know what it is now because it's 
It just, yeah, it, it just, doesn't, cause it doesn't even really matter anymore. Um, but yeah, it's really, really important to have that lined up. But I know also there's a lot of dads who want to make sure the stepmom always comes with them for pickup and drop off for transitions. I think that's strange to be quite honest. Like why, why does it matter? Why do both of you have to go do it? Why does it have to be some big event? Yeah. I've never heard of, I've never heard of that. Yeah. I never would have really considered actually, I thought it'd be nice for you to just have a few minutes to your, yourself when I would go and do the pickup or drop off or get a uh, organized for whatever we, we were doing. But yeah, I, I think that is one of the best things to do in a separation agreement or in a divorce situation is have that schedule written down to the time, the place, everything you can, because that was one of the gray areas that I left originally in my first separation agreement. And, and it that became an issue. Really well and it seems like a childish little issue when we're only 10, 15 minutes away, but it became an issue. And, you know, and then you get stubborn and, and, uh, you know, I'm doing more than, than you're doing. And it's, it's so once it was written up, it was, it, it was great. And yeah. You know, and the then the if day, you, it's not a big deal now that I look back at it, but at the time, for some reason, you know, yeah. the mentality was there that, uh, why should I be doing this all the time? Well, and then there's like this disclaimer, it's like unless mutually agreed upon. So if you want to be flexible, that's fine. But then you always have the default just in case. Oh yeah. We've always had discretion on our rules with, you know, we would call and say, Hey, do you mind if it's six o'clock instead of three? Yeah. And we're at a thing, you know, and, and again, sometimes that can become a complication because you really need it and they don't want to give it. And you're, you're angry because they maybe have no reason why not to give it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the agreement's the agreement. Yeah. All right. Chores for kids. We don't have chores. We just have, if we ask you to do something, you better freaking do it. Yeah. We don't have <laughs> chores. We have some expectations. You know, I, I will often say to the kids, can you come help me do this? Or we're going to do this today. Or, this is what I want you to do. We've tried sort of chore lists, but they seem to go off the rails all the time. We Cause we're not good lists. at it. Yeah. I guess we're not good at, at making sure, but I mean, if you say to the kids, empty the dishwasher, or you're going to go out and pick up the dog poop, you're going to help us move this stuff around. They're usually good at, at doing that. Yeah. And I think when they were young, so this is something that always comes up. So when they were young, we had the expectation in the morning, you clean your room, you make sure that your bed's made, all of that kind of stuff. And then you can have your phone or then you can have electronics or something. So that was an expectation every single day. That's really kind of gone by the wayside. We're just, their rooms aren't as clean as they were when they were young. They're teenagers now. And it's like, honestly, at this point, if you want to live in grossness, like <laughs> that's, that's your room, shut the door. Like that's your space. That's fine. As long as like get the dishes out of there. And like when it gets out of hand, we're like, okay, you need to address that room and yeah, like I think stat? that's I think that's the big thing. We have our little family chat. I'll send out a note, bring all the dishes out of your room. Next thing you know, I'll hear the kids coming down with clank, 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 clank. So they will do it, but again, they're kind of in that teenage years where we're not as disciplined. But again, they're they're starting to get their own independence and they need to learn. And mm -hmm. like you said, they want to live in a pigsty. They can live in a pigsty. That and I used to be a drill sergeant on that saying you have to teach them this. They need to have they need to respect our space. They need to keep their room clean, all of that kind of stuff. And I get it. Like totally. If that's where you're at, I I, I don't disagree with you. To me, it's not worth my time and energy to be nagging teenagers to clean their room all the time. And I look back on the state of my room when I was a kid. It, it was a bit of a shit show in there too. And I think I turned out just fine. Like, I think sometimes we have to just like look at the big picture and like nagging your team. If, if it's not affecting the larger 
community in the home and like they can't trash the living room, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. a different story. But oh yeah, we're on them if they leave stuff around in the in, in the family room. Mm-hmm. So how do you or when do you feel like it's a good time to talk about issues with the kid's mom and your daily routine? Okay, so first of all, I highly recommend listening to episode 89. So it's the last episode. If you feel like you're constantly thinking about or talking about or dwelling on issues with the mom, um, because it's honestly such a good episode. And yeah, so if you haven't listened to that, be sure to do that. But I think it's really important to have those conversations. There's a time and a place where when you have conversations about things that you need to discuss with your partner, Um, and that's something we definitely struggle with because you want to deal with things like when you feel like it's an appropriate time to talk and I want to deal with it immediately. Yeah. And 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 again, because the kids are getting older, we don't have as many of those issues. We used to regularly have to discuss things about the kids. And, Mm -hmm. and I think right now we've had some issues in the last year or two where we're not on the same page with some discipline or rules and, we've had virtually disagreements over it, but we stand strong on the rules in our house and she has the rules. She has the rules at her house. And if we have any things that we need to address with the kids, I think we're quick to send an email or, or Mm -hmm. let's, you know, let's have a discussion about this. We had some issues where I had to come over and help with some discipline in her house in the Mm -hmm. last year, just the way she was being treated by one of the kids. And I did that. You know, even though she and I weren't getting along, I I did that because I thought just from making sure that child has respect for people and yeah. grownups that that was not appropriate what was going on. So I did it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes time to have those conversations between, you know, you and I, I think sometimes we'll, I, we just do it at the end of the day or we check in, like, is there any updates? What's going on? Like, I, I think at the end of the day, check-in is, is good because sometimes you can get caught up in your day-to-day. And if you want to have a conversation when your partner's in the middle of work or is already stressed with stuff, it probably doesn't go anywhere. So I think you just need to make sure you're both in the space to have that conversation. But again, if you feel like you were constantly talking about the ex, you have to listen to that episode. It is so, so good. All right. Does Darren help help with household duties? Yes. Darren helps with household (laughs) duties. You do the garbage. Like I I very rarely take the garbage out. Have you ever taken the garbage out? Yeah, I have taken the garbage out. (laughs) So yeah, Darren. I have chores. Yes. I have a bunch of stuff that I yeah, he does do. help. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would say man. I do, uh, you know, most of, most of the outdoor stuff and yeah, running around and I, yeah. Yeah. You're the man. All right. Allowance in both households or just one. You can't really just, unless you want to have an agreed upon situation about allowance, you can, but we've always just had allowance here and they had, she deals with her week. We deal with our week. Yeah. I think, um, Allowance is a good thing, especially if the kids have to work a little bit for it. But we, yeah, we give lunch money. And when the kids need money for certain things, mm-hmm. we make it available. I'm not sure what she really does over at her house. Yeah. Well, and then, you know what? The other question that um, was sent in was, how do you guys deal with like pocket money for the kids? So who decides that? Like if you're giving the kids extras, if you're giving the kids money for extra things, because I know actually a lot of stepmoms have issues with that. They feel like their partners are constantly giving like extra money and like the kids should have to pay for that themselves. Um, so how do we deal with that? I think right now we're in a bit of not a great place as far as that goes either. I think I just foot a lot of the bills for extra stuff 
for the kids right now. Yeah, but should they have to pay for it themselves or should I think some of the stuff, kind of stuff? Yeah, some of the stuff didn't one of them come down, want to buy a video game and used his own money, birthday money or, yeah. or money he made working. So yeah, we always want to make sure the kids have enough money for the basics you know, as far as pocket money goes. But if they want little extras here and there, there usually has to be a conversation. They pay for it on their own. Yeah. Actually, you know what? That was another question that came in finances because that's why this becomes an issue. If people have merged their finances, like, so we, our finances are all together. We should have kind of talked on that when we were talking about um, finances at the beginning, but we have a joint bank account and basically all of the expenses for the kids and for everything and the house go, comes out of our joint bank account. I put money into it. You put money into it. And ev- everything is joint. Yeah, we, we've done that for a long time. Since before we were married, actually. Yeah. And I know everybody's different. I know couples that aren't. It's not a step situation that have separate bank accounts. So everybody does it different but we found it was just easier to have a joint bank account because you were spending a lot of the money getting kids clothes groceries you were doing a lot of that Mm -hmm. and it was hard at the beginning when you were using your own money or i'd say here do you need like it was just we're like writing checks and like paying each other back and it was just not it so yeah we we do everything together so i think that's actually where a lot of times stepmoms get into they feel frustrated because they feel like they're putting all this money into the house and to the joint running of the house. And then they don't necessarily agree upon how much support and extra pocket money is being given to the kids. And that causes extra resentment. Oh, and I understand that. That, Yeah. That pissed me off. That could be a frustration that their money's going into the pot and you know, a lot of money goes out towards the kids. Yeah. And I think that's when you that's have to have a conversation and sit down and say, okay, you know what? This isn't working for me. And you can set those boundaries and you can have those conversations because a lot of families do. And finances is a huge stress for a lot of families. If you have different values on how much you should be spending on different things. I think we obviously, I think we're on the same page. Majority of the time. Majority of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. (laughs) So yeah. So that's how we deal with finances and that's kind of how we run our home. Is there anything else you think we want to add onto that? I think the big thing is, is it does change over time at different stages and Mm -hmm. ages of the kids. Yeah. And you have to have rules. We didn't, I had a lot of gray areas. I think when it first started and then when you came along, we started to set rules as we ran into hiccups Mm -hmm. and but be flexible at times on those rules. Mm-hmm. You know, they are the rules, but if somebody needs some help or somebody needs to change something for a, a good reason, always be flexible mm-hmm. because it'll help you. We were always flexible on that kind of stuff. And, and yeah. it worked, you know, because if you're not, then they're not going to be when you need it. Yeah, for sure. And I think you always just need to, in your marriage, I really try to put myself in Darren's shoes a lot. And I think about, you know, how much he has to balance in terms of, you know, he has to keep me happy. He also, in some respects, has to balance that relationship with his ex. He has kids from a first marriage. He has Reese. Like you're balancing a lot all the time and you're being pulled in a lot of different directions and there's a lot of pressure on you. And I think for a long time, I really didn't put myself in your shoes. And I think you've always been really good at thinking about my, my perspective. And I think that's what you know, husbands or partners really need to do too, is like, think about how it feels for your partner. 
in terms of the step family dynamics and the pressure that's put on them. And there's going to be disagreements. We have disagreements about how we run things all the time. But our big thing is, is we just don't stay mad. Yeah, I think it's good to have dialogue. If you bury it. Yeah, we have dialogue. All if right. you bury it, if you bury it and it comes out later, it's something that the other person maybe didn't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm bad at burying it sometimes. I Like you said, you are starting to learn when I need some space or some time. I yeah. used to bury it, just keep trucking along. And then one day I'd get frustrated and angry and you'd be, okay, he's... He needs a wide berth right now. Well, yeah, you need a wide berth, but then it's like you're mad about seven and a half different things. And how do we even solve these issues? Because you you buried it. And that's why it's important to create that safe space in your marriage to have conversations all the time. Like, how are things going? What do you need from me? How can I support you right now? And vice versa. And that's, I think, what we've gotten really good at over the last like three years. Why are you smiling? Because I have a tip for everybody. They should... Pretend they're doing a podcast like us. And like I did when I called you out there on me sitting and you would come along and say, what's the plan? Is that because I was pissed off last night? Is no, that why you no. said that? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you do it and you feel like you're in front of an audience, you can sometimes bring things up that are a little bit bothering you. And you kind of go along with it and say, yeah, I just think it's, it's, a, it's a good form to get some stuff out on the table. It's like therapy? Kind of. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. I just think sometimes you can bring things up. Because I'll see, look, see the look on your face, like, where's this going? Or what are you talking about? <laughs> or like, screw you, buddy. <laughs> so I think it's a good form to bring little things up. Yeah. You need to talk. You, yeah, need you to talk. you need to talk. You need to tell each other how you're feeling and give each other grace. And one thing I really have learned is not to run a house like a drill sergeant. Like, rules are good. Expectations are good. But there's got to be some gray area around there. You're not going to, it's not going to be perfect every single day. Nobody likes to be told all the time. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants me nagged all the time. Live in a marine barracks. It, it, marine barracks. I'm just saying, where <laughs> your bed, the dime test bounced off your bed, how it's been made, and I'm not saying that you were ever like that. I'm well, just I kind of was. I'm just saying, it, it's not a great way to manage a household. You know, it's better to work like we did the other day when we had a conversation about courses and stuff. You took a total different approach than I would have. I would have come in with my opinion and said, "This is what we need to do." Yeah. Anyways, I won't drag on about that, but I thought it was a better way we approached it by what do you want to do? Why do you want to do this? And asked a lot of questions and then said, well, we feel this. We want you to leave your options open. We want. Yeah. And I've talked about this in the magazine I just released for members of the exclusive stepmom community. I did an article on how my big focus this year is the vibe of the house. I want everyone who walks into this house to feel safe and heard and seen and that it's the safe space. And the vibe of the house can really, really, it trickles into all areas of your life. So you, you, like, that's what it comes down to. You want your kids and your partner and everyone just to feel safe and heard and seen in your home. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now. And there's a lot of things we can't control. And especially when you're in your stepfamily situation, there's so many things you can't control, but you can control the vibe of your house. You, you can. Nobody wants to walk on eggshells, so a good vibe is... Yeah, and like you said, you did an article for the magazine too. Money. And you were like, no one wants to be nagged all the time. No one wants to hang out with someone who nags them all the time. True. True. All Not right. True. We'll end on that note. Don't nag. Think about your relationships, <laughs> your friends, everyone. You No one wants to... Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, honey. Um, You're welcome. 
All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, share it out on social, tag us, let us know what you think and leave a rating and a review on iTunes. This helps us grow the podcast, spread the word and uh, keep creating all this content that we do. So thank you so much. And we'll chat with you in the next one. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast, give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you.